Hello and welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. We're back again, we're at mid-season. Uh, it's me, Ross, and with me as always is Dave. Hi, you alright? How you doing? Good, mate. I'm good. I can't believe we're at mid-season. Yeah. Game well, passes well, over now, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, well, still not worth it, probably. <laughs> no, I pay monthly and it still seems a lot. £30 a month. Yeah. £35 a month, I guess. So it's good when it works, isn't it? But you know, see, I've never had a problem with it ever. Really? Yeah, it's always worked for me, and I got a discount this year and uh, money back last year for everyone else moaning. So I love it. Yeah, definitely on board with that. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, loads of issues with it, so oh really? You know, I'm sure everyone's heard about all of them. So I won't, I won't bother going into them. But <laughs> yeah, enough. Game um, Pass was not my friend. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, so. So some good games this weekend, wasn't there? Yeah, some interesting ones, some exciting ones, lots of high-scoring games as well, which we like to see. Yeah, it felt, it felt like a few of them sort of was, could have been like game of the year contenders. It was a hell of a week when some yeah some of the weeks we've uh, struggled a bit with some of these games, haven't we? But yeah, Saints yeah, was uh, exceptional. Yeah, and then I say yeah, I thought the Chargers uh, Seahawks was quite a good game as well at the same time. Yeah, the ref the refs played a good game in that one as well, <laughs> fortunately. <laughs> but no, yeah, Green Bay New England was a good game as well, and. I actually enjoyed uh, Pittsburgh Baltimore. That was on the pub that I was in on Sunday night, and it was a really kind of a proper AFC North battle. Yeah, so it was a yeah really good run of games, wasn't it? The weekend. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into our takeaways. And David, what is your first takeaway from this weekend? Well, it, sort of talking to the Chargers and the Seahawks game, mm-hmm. I've got is Melvin Gordon the best running back in the league? Ooh. Or well, if if you swapped him to the Rams. Yeah, is he putting up Todd Gurley numbers? Uh, I, I don't know, but at the same time, I can't say no. If you know what I mean, like no, I, I, uh, yeah, I think you could be on something there. Obviously, is the numbers he hasn't put up? Uh, they're not as good as some of the other running backs, but I'm not sure he's in as good of a situation as some of them. Not not the charge are bad, but I think they're not necessarily a run first team, are they? Like some of these other teams, and no, they I mean, do tend to lean towards pass more than the run. Yeah, I think he's just so good, and I watch him, and I don't really know what his weakness is. I think mean, he's so good at everything now. Yeah, and yeah, I just think he's such a good player. Yeah, no, 113 yards and a touch this weekend, and yeah, he uh, he gashed us more than any running back has this season. We we kept Gurley quiet, we kept Zeke quiet, but Gordon, we just couldn't get under control. And like I say, if you put him on that Rams offense, he's nearing that. Well, he's he's go, going over this every week, I think. Well, say so he's not a million miles away from the top running back, so he's missed a game as well, mm. and they've had their bye. It's yeah, I think he's just been superb this season. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I like that one. Very good start. Um, my first takeaway is John, John Gruden. This uh, this ten year contract looks more and more of a huge mistake every single week, doesn't it? Thirty three to uh, thirty four to three on the Thursday night just gone. Yeah, up against the fearsome Forty Nineers offense. <laughs> Yeah, with a guy at quarterback who I'd never even heard of before. No, I imagine not a lot of people have heard of before. It's, Nick Mullins. Yeah, it's, they're, <laughs> they're just a disaster, aren't they? And everywhere. Uh, I, it seemed like, like I thought it was a bad idea at the time, and right now it feels even worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. A 10-year contract to a guy that's been out of the league for was it about 10 years, roughly? Yeah, I think it's about that, wasn't it? And yeah. it feels that way as well, doesn't it? He feels like he's just so old-fashioned and like yeah. behind. Just not, he's just not a modern coach. No, he, t- he talks a really good game. 
like on on Monday Night Football, and he, he seemed like he was in the know. But yeah, it's not it's not translated to the NFL. And hiring Tom Cable, that's a mistake. Um, firing Ken Norton, who went back to Seattle and done really well with our defense this year, that was a mistake as well. Some issues all over that place. It feels like everyone will be better off if they just went back to their old jobs. <laughs> like he, he goes back to Monday Night Football. He can take over from um, Witten. He'd probably be better as a tight end still. Because <laughs> he's not exactly, uh, he's not doing great on Monday Night Football. No, the Monday Night Football crew is not great, are they? Yeah, so yeah, if we can just reverse it all back. Del Rio <laughs> would do an alright job for uh, the Raiders, wouldn't he? And, I'm fine with yeah. all of that, apart from Tom Cable's back in Seattle. He can stay, he can stay in Oakland. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone else. I feel like pretty much everyone else involved in that would take the uh, take it, <laughs> wouldn't they? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Turn back, turn back to time twelve months and just scrap it all. Yeah, I mean, we said nine weeks ago that the Raiders were going to be a disaster, and they have proven to be a disaster. They're, they're well in, well on pace for that number one pick this season. There's just not a lot. Like say, obviously I'm not a Raiders fan, but I feel like if you're a Raiders fan, I don't really know what you're looking at. I think, oh yeah, at least we can be positive about that because it's just bad everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Before we started this, you thought, well, they got Amari Cooper who can flash. They've got Khalil Mack, who's one of the best in the league. Got Derek Carr, who's a young, prom- promising quarterback. That is all gone. Yeah. Lynch on IR now. It's, they haven't <laughs> even got him, have they? So. <laughs> Nothing to look forward to for the rest of the season, I don't think. So in a couple of years' time, it might look very different. Like say, I. I think they're my current favourite to land Bell in the off season, but mm. say you had here and your three first round picks next year, at least there's all like something interesting when they inevitably come over to London next year. But <laughs> yeah, right now they there's just nothing interesting about them other than Gruden, and even him, I don't find particularly interesting anymore to be honest. No, no, yeah, either. they're one and seven. They're almost last in the league in offence and points scored, uh, rushing yards as well down. Defensively, they're almost worse in the league at every position. Yeah, it's a disaster. It's yeah, it, it, it's not going to be a quick turnaround there either, is it? It's not like they're going to be getting a few players in and all. Oh, that's just going to take them over the edge. A few of them, them few talented players are going to make them into a bottom ten team instead of a bottom two or three team, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, a disaster. Anyway, what's your what's your second takeaway this week? Um, well, I just think teams in general are getting a lot better at trading and. Know when to trade away players, knowing when yeah. not to, and all that stuff. But I think there's still a few teams that are lagging way behind. Right. The one, I, the one I'm thinking of is the Bucks because yeah. I've got no idea why they didn't trade away Deshaun Jackson. Really, I know he's been good for him and scored a touchdown at the weekend, but they're not going anywhere. No. He's an aging wide receiver that they could probably get something half decent for in return, and mm. all these other players like the Lions. I think they knew what was coming the rest of the season. I know they've had an alright start, but I think they knew what was coming. In. They can get stuff back now for Tate, where they would have, they would like to have waited for it, and they might might not have even got them compensatory picks that like people talk about. Oh, they'll get a third round because they got money to spend in free agency, and yeah. they probably wouldn't end up with a pick. So yeah, yeah. Tate, Tate was 30, he's thirty two and on a, a fair whack of money for what is essentially a slot receiver. So Yeah, exactly. And they've got Golladay there, who they obviously like. Yeah, Golladay, got Marvin Jones, and they've got a run game. That's enough. Yeah, and yeah, I think teams like the Bucks just are still lagging behind the rest of the league. But yeah, I think in general, teams are getting a lot better. It's sort of not, like I guess it's just self-evaluation, knowing when they've got a chance to go for it. Mm. And then when they have a, ch- a chance, well, their chances are gone, and they're building for the next season. Because 
like the uh, NFC East is there for the taking, and pretty much all the teams in that division strengthened, apart yeah. from the Giants, who knew they're dead already, so they just <laughs> trade away anything they could. But yeah, I, th- I just think teams in general are just getting a lot better at it. No, yeah, I think I think um, I think they're spot on. Yeah, it's um, yeah, they had the chances to make their moves, and they, they just they just didn't. Uh, my second takeaway is um, another head coach that should be in trouble, Jason Garrett. They are well, they're three and five this season after a loss last night. Eight and eight can pro- is probably going to be the best they can hope for this season. But I think they've got to make a change, haven't they? Do they want to be that team that is just forever eight and eight, or do they want to try and go for it? It's it's so odd because I don't really know what he actually does, Jason Garrett. Like he doesn't run the offense anymore. He doesn't no. run the defense. Like I'm Did you sure lots of people was it all or nothing. Uh, no, I've he's watched it. Basically, a cheerleader. Like it's what <laughs> it, he, he kind of pumps guys up and gets them going, and that's that's really all he does. Yeah, it, it feels that way as well, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah. say so, little spoiler coming up that the two coaches you mentioned so far are in are in the running for the Hugh Jackson Award. <laughs> but yeah, it's but it feels like he's almost like Jerry Jones's son, doesn't it, or something? It's uh, I yeah. feel like it's going to take a lot for him to get fired. Like if they get to six, seven wins, I think they'd keep him on. With the, of, him. Yeah, a bit of an improvement on defence. And you go, <laughs> oh, we just didn't have the weapons on, on offence. So, you know, give me another chance. And I can see it happening. And, well, they've got Philly, yeah. Atlanta and Washington in the next three games. They're all eminently losable. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not not a good time in uh, Dallas. So we, we, I think we talking about it before where Seems like the Rams are taking advantage of having a young, cheap quarterback mm. by just going out and spending every penny they've got, basically. And yeah, yeah, the Cowboys have done pretty much the opposite. They've just decimated their team. Yeah, they've got a Murray Cooper for that. Well, yeah, first round yes. for Murray Cooper. Yeah. So not a lot to go with him, though, is there really? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's that's basically the offense. Murray Cooper and Alan Hearns. That's your that's your strike force. Um, Don't get Cole Beasley. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Superstar. Poor old Ginger Cole. It's <laughs> forgotten. Um, what is your third and final takeaway, Dave? Well, I think in each conference we're down to four real contenders now. Yeah. I think both of uh, sort of. I think sort of we're separated off a little now. I think we're halfway through and you can sort of almost write off. Yeah, a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. So in the NFC, I've got the Rams, Saints, Vikings, and Panthers, who yeah. I think can all beat each other on the right day. Like I know. Obviously, the Saints and the Rams are probably the two that most people would have as their one and two in that. But yeah. the other two teams, I think, are really dangerous. And then on the other side, I think you've got the Patriots, Chiefs, Steelers, and Chargers who can. Same sort of thing, really. I don't think any of them are head, like miles ahead of the others. But yeah, I think all could go on a run and win it. Yeah, and I feel like there's not many other teams that I could even really put a case forward for being a Super Bowl contender. No, I think I think you're right. Those 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 are the, the the top four teams definitely. And for me, it's the Saints at the, the top of the pack out of all of those teams. That offense, even in a, in a lull, it it wins games. But when it explodes, it explodes incredibly. Like Michael Thomas, twelve catches for two hundred and twenty yards. Yeah, he was great, wasn't he? He Mark, Marcus Peters is is vastly overrated. He had no idea what to do with Thomas, and he shadowed him all day long. I think the thing with Peters is he's. I think he's good, but he's just so aggressive, yeah. and all it does is just. Obviously, sometimes he gets them interceptions, and great, great on that front. But 
he gets beaten like so often for such big plays, and yeah, it just kills them. Yeah, that seventy-two but, yard touchdown from Thomas. That I don't, I don't even know what Peters was doing. He just kind of yes. left him. Yeah, it's an odd one, wasn't it? Well, he, he wasn't even looking, was he? And then the play was already up, like started, and he's, he's already like ten yards behind him. It was <laughs> not good. I think that was a big win for the Saints because I think for them getting home field advantage is a massive thing for them because on the road they are a different team and Bree is a different player. I think I don't. I know it's talked about a lot, but I do think it is a legitimate thing that they need to be at home. And yeah, now that there's a strong favourite for that, aren't they? That number one seed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've got they've got that um, decided pick over the over the Rams now. So yeah, if they keep they just win out basically, which I think is really possible for them to do. They just the defense is getting better. I only give up thirty five points, but it's through a Rams team that just scores points. So I think the rest of the time they've been they've been very very good. Yeah, that division's looking really good because I think the Saints and Panthers play each other like in like two times in the last three or four weeks. Mm. So that could pretty much be a decider because it wouldn't be a big shock if both of them go unbeaten between now and then. I mean, both are really good teams and can do that. And then yeah, that could be a that could be massive a massive few weeks for the whole well for the Super Bowl really because I mean either of them teams they get the home advantage then I think it's a big thing for both of them. Yeah, definitely. And my uh, my final takeaway is on the Saints and the fact that they're they're working out Des Bryant and Brandon Marshall this week. Um, I'm not really sure why. They've already got well, obviously Michael Thomas is the best in the league. Then they've got um, Traquan Smith, Cameron Meredith. They're not flashy names, but surely you don't want to. I mean, Marshall's had a big case of the drops in Seattle, and hence he was he was cut on deadline day and. Des has had no interest from anyone, has he, really? No, it's... Well, the Hugh Jackson was going <laughs> to make him part of the biggest turnaround in history or something, wasn't he? But, you know, other than that... It, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because you look at their names at wide receiver and they don't really stand out, do they, other than Thomas? But no. they're getting the job done, but maybe they just feel like they need a bit of help in the red zone or something like that, but it doesn't feel like a big struggle for them, does it? But No, they've got... Ingram and Kamara. They're also working out um, Kamara Aiken as well, who was... I thought he was good for the Ravens, but I think he had a lot of injuries. Yeah. And took him out of the league, so... They also feel like they just need that bigger body, I guess. I don't know, because, yeah, like, Marshall's not exactly giving you tons anymore, is he, but... No. I suppose they can, yeah, they can body up someone in, in the red zone uh, for, but... little, for that fade route on the outside. The only thing I can think is, um, I remember talking about, I think it was in the off-season, or like our first podcast, where um, Eric Decker, like with the Patriots, we said he could be like a second tight end. Yeah. I don't remember, maybe they're thinking of it in that way. Yeah, it's, it doesn't Yeah, it doesn't feel like they need him, but I guess if you're in that position, you've got a space in the roster, then it never hurts to have another body, does it? But No, I suppose not. It's just, it's no, just weird but, names to be linked with a team that's yeah. on offence at the minute, but... Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you, I'm surprised that if they felt they needed a wide receiver, they didn't go and trade for one of the ones available because it seemed like they were active sort of around the trade deadline, didn't it? Or interesting players, but yeah. they didn't really get anything done. So there's plenty of wide receivers out there, wasn't there? There was, yeah. They, they, they could have got someone then, but yeah, I don't know. There's some odd names, but maybe it's easier to pick up a free agent than it is to get a, a, a trade deal done. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Very short time. Um, that's the takeaways of the week, Dave. We're still running the competition, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So, still running for another couple of weeks, so still plenty of time to enter. Tell people so, what they have to do. Well, all you've got to do is, uh, on well, on Facebook and Twitter, so you can do, do them on both, enter two times. Even yeah. more chance of winning. But, yeah, so we're going to give away uh, 
a jersey of your choice or the winner's choice to uh, to one lucky winner, and then second place gets a personalised mug, which yes. will be you know absolutely superb. So I've already got an NFL jersey, enough of them. So <laughs> I'd, I'd rather win the mug, to be honest. I'm assuming I'm in- ineligible for this as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Damn it. Really <laughs> T's and C's apply. But yeah, just share just share every post we do, basically. It yeah. can't hurt your, your cause. Yeah, so each week, uh, every time we post this episode, if you share one of them, you get entered again as well. So even more chances to win. So we've had quite a lot of entries, but yeah, still more ch- like Sorry, you can make it a lot better chance for yourself if you keep sharing them posts. Yeah, definitely. And that's got another, what, two, three weeks to run? Yeah, Thanksgiving, which is, I think it's the 22nd. Yeah. So I think we had this discussion before and couldn't remember the exact date, but yeah, yeah it's the 22nd. <laughs> there'll be three more podcasts minimum before then, so make sure you're sharing these around, retweeting them, and just uh, even quote, quote retweet them. That might give you a better better chance. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go on to your community questions then this week. Not so many this week, but maybe people are busy. Uh, let's start from Facebook, from Nutty Boy Andy Lawson. Uh, which team is going to win the NFC North? It looks tight currently. It does look very tight currently. Yeah, it's really tough. I think that's maybe the hardest one to pick. Yeah, I think you can almost roll off the Lions now, just because the sort of moves they made. I think. Yeah. It's sort of almost. They're they're kind of, of giving. Yeah. Up. Yeah, and yeah, this I feel like the offense has really fallen off even before the Tate trade. I don't think I feel like the offense hadn't been exactly sort of firing at it like yeah. it had early on, but yeah, I feel like I feel like I could rule them out. And to be honest, I'm not that far away from saying you could rule the Packers out because. I just don't think they're that good, to be honest. I just don't think they're a very good team. And no, I've been having this discussion with my friend the other day because the, the whole Michael Jordan, who is the, the the goat advert, that thing at the weekend. Th- there is no question who the goat is, and he's not playing for Green Bay. He's playing for New England, as yeah. proved in the final score. I, uh, fair enough, he's not got as many weapons around him as Brady has, but Brady's made lesser people look better throughout his career. So people say that though, but they went out and. Uh, drafted like tons of wide receivers this year. Yeah, and they got. I, I know they're. Yeah, I know they're all young, but they have done stuff to help him. And yeah, I feel like. Yeah, say so we've got a question about the two coming up in a minute, so I won't bother oh, going right, into okay. it too much. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I feel like there's. I think people get a bit carried away with Rogers, even though I think he is so talented. Don't get me wrong. He but yeah, I'll go good. into that more in a minute. But yeah, he's not in that top tier for me. Um, but yeah. I'm with you. I think you can rule out those two teams. And it's between the Vikings, who I don't think their record kind of represents how good they've been this year. No, they had that stupid loss to um, the Bills, didn't they? Which I I don't think anyone can explain what happened there, really, even now. I don't don't really know. No. For anything we've seen before or since from both teams, (laughs) I don't know how that result happened. That's Josh Josh, Josh Allen's entire NFL career uh, in one game, basically. Yeah, it's so odd. Yeah, I feel... And I don't think the Bears are that great. I I think the defence is obviously superb, but I just don't trust Trubisky still. And, yeah, no. I feel like the Vikings will be the one that sort of, over the second half of the season, pulls away a little here. Yeah, I think you're right. The Bears beat up on teams that they should beat up on and lose to the teams that they kind of should lose to. Yeah, and... Yeah, I, don't really, I just don't really trust it with the Bears right now. Maybe in another year's time, another year for, for Mitch and sort of get a couple more weapons for him, but... Yeah, I feel like the the Vikings are the clear or the best best roster anyway. Mm. Whether they are the best team, I'm obviously still not sure because well, the Bears are top of that division. But yeah, I feel like 
I feel like the Vikings are the best team there and will pull away for it for the rest of them. I think I'll be in agreement with you there. Uh, from Dennis Teeling, should Todd Bowles be sacked? Uh, and if not now, how many more games do we give him? <sighs> Tricky one. I don't really know what value there is to firing him before the end of the season. Yeah, especially now, I mean, it's not like football where a new, a new manager comes in and you can change the team and you can make tra- transfers and stuff or pick up Yeah. Players. You've got what you've got and he, they've been so unlucky with injuries, haven't they? Yeah, and I think that maybe his time is coming to an end there just because I think he's just got quite an uninspiring coach, isn't he? I don't think he's terrible or anything like that, but you know, I just don't think he's... I don't imagine he's it, pumping people up, is he? No, he doesn't feel that sort of coach that's ever going to take you where they obviously want to get to. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I, I think the end of the season, I think there'll be a change there. Yeah, keep him until then, but yeah, um, move him on after that. And I think also the defensive coordinator could go as well because they've not been exciting offensively. No, I, I think it'll be one of them ones where they have a big clear out. Go again next season. Try and get somebody in, like, like we spoke about with the Browns, with who could replace Hugh. Just someone, yeah. somebody who's going to work with Darnold. And if he, if Darnold can be who they think he can be, then getting that out of him and working towards that. Because I think you've got to. You invest so much in these high, high draft picks with these mm. quarterbacks. So I think you've got to basically work to get the best out of them, haven't you? And yeah, yeah. Well, Bowles has a good man for that. Number two overall pick, or whatever it was. It's... Yeah, it'll be baffling, but yeah, there we go. End of the season for Todd Bowles. That's what we think. Uh, from Twitter, uh, Hassan at hmtray112. If Aaron Rodgers had uh, Bill Belichick's system and defensive unit, does Rodgers have the five rings um, that, that Tom currently has, and uh, or, or is the NFL doing a disservice to Tom Brady by suggesting that he's uh, this good because of the system? I feel like I can cover this one for us if you want. <laughs> you take it away. <laughs> okay. Well. I do think it is a massive disservice and it annoys me every single time when I hear that Brady's a system quarterback and all this stuff because, well, how, how many seasons, I don't know if you know, but how many seasons before Brady got to New England had Belichick had as a winning coach, as a winning record, sorry, as a win, as a head coach? I don't how know. How many seasons? One. Really? That's all he had had, yeah, before Brady. So, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to take away from Bill Belichick. I still think he's the best head coach of all time. Oh, but yeah. yeah. I think it was just a perfect marriage for the pair of them. I think both of them are absolute workhorses who just want to put everything they can into football. Yeah. And I think it's a perfect marriage there. And I think, yeah, people that just give it to the system and, well, the defensive unit, I don't really know where that comes from because... No, that's not... We've good. had it... About one or two years, that has not been good, has it? Yeah. And sometimes we, we'll be near the top of, like, stats in points or whatever, but... Half the time, you look at their defenses and they're not good at all. No. The stats sort of—they're one of them where the stats don't necessarily tell you the uh, whole truth. And mm-hmm. yeah, the system side of things, yeah, really gets on my nerves with Brady. <laughs> so I feel like if people don't think Brady's the greatest of all time, I'm fine with that. I've got no issue with people picking someone else. It's just—it's more the arguments for it than yeah. Well, <laughs> I think they are, but it's more the arguments for it. It's yeah, calling him a system quarterback is just such a disservice to him and how good he is and. Yeah. What, a, what a hard worker he is. Like, I would say Rodgers is more naturally gifted and more naturally talented, but I don't think he's a better quarterback. No, if he's it, more athletic. Yeah. And yeah. if you were going to build a quarterback, Rodgers is probably pretty close to it if you were going to just make one. But I still don't think he's... 
I, I don't think he's mentally as good, and I don't think he's. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he works as hard. I, I'm not saying he doesn't work hard, but I'm not sure not any quarterback works harder. No. Yeah, maybe um, maybe Peyton did, but Peyton's gone now. Yeah, and yeah, I think it does a massive disservice to him to just call it Bill's system because yeah, as I say. Obviously, I think Belichick is incredible, and I don't want to take anything away from him. But yeah, as I say, before Brady got there, I think it was in eight seasons as a head coach or seven seasons as a head coach, he'd had one winning season. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it, yeah, it doesn't yeah it doesn't annoy me a bit, but you know, <laughs> no, I think that's entirely fair. Brady would have been successful wherever he went because of his desire and will to win. I think. Yeah, and I think I know he was drafted late, but he did so well at Michigan. Yeah. But they had a bigger and flashier name that they used to get more plays at quarterback. But Brady was the better quarterback of the two. Mm. But yeah, it was yeah, a weird thing at Michigan when he was there. And that's the reason he ended up going later than he probably should have. But yeah, it's, it's a disservice. <laughs> this is entirely fair. Yeah. yeah. I'll be interested to see what happens with the Patriots once Tom does retire. If Brady, If it is a system that any quarterback can win in. Because Matt Castle had a good season, but then he also had a lot of weapons around him. Yeah, it's... And those weapons so, aren't necessarily there now. I say, don't get me wrong, I think with McDaniels and Belichick, they'll, work, they'll find a way to win with other quarterbacks, yeah. but that's just good coaching. That, that, yeah. that shouldn't take away from what Brady does and what he is. It's, yeah. No, not at all. Okay, we're now going to do the first ever mid-season firsties, the first in 10 podcast awards. Um... How we're going to work it is you guys have voted on these polls we've put up on Twitter and uh, me and Dave get a vote each because well, it's our podcast in the day. <laughs> so those votes count as one uh, and then you guys, whoever won the poll, uh, that counts as one vote as well. So if we're in agreement, then that guy wins. If there's a disagreement, we're going to battle it out with words, yeah. not violence. <laughs> I, f- I feel like quite a few of these are pretty clear. There's a few uh, few that are really close. Yeah, yeah, there are. Let's start with, um, I mean, this is an obvious one, Offensive Rookie of the Year. The contenders were um, Barkley, Lindsay, Mayfield, and Darnold. This is an obvious one, wasn't it? Yeah, for me. Well, the, the fans voted uh, 69% for Barkley. And yeah. yeah, it's hard to pick anyone else, isn't it? He's just been He's incredible. Yeah, I think it's just over 1,000 yards total in eight games, seven touchdowns. He has a it's, lot of runs that go for one or two yards, but then he also yeah. has that every single game, seemingly, that one that will just break and it's a touchdown and he'll he'll push three guys to the ground and do a spin move and a hurdle. <laughs> I mean, it's so exciting. Go on, sorry. That's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so exciting to see him uh, in an actual NFL offense next year, isn't it? With a yes. real quarterback. If they well, get a movable quarterback. Yeah. Stick him with someone like Russell Wilson or Cam Newton or Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the run pass option would be absolutely lethal for New, New, yeah. uh, New York. Yeah, rest, that, of, the rest of the guys they have all pretty good though. Philip Lindsay is definitely yeah. a dark horse for this. I think yeah, Lindsay ended up coming second in this poll, and I was pretty happy he did because I think he deserves the recognition for what a great season he's had. Really, I think he has been pretty much the Broncos' offense. I think he deservedly come second in the uh, the poll on this one. Yeah, he's outplayed all the rest of that Broncos' backfield, which is modelled at best most of the time. And then, yeah, Mayfield and Donald have done. Not well, Mayfield's done slightly better, I suppose, than Donald, but they're both in pretty bad situations. Yeah, I, when I was putting together these nominees, I, I almost wanted to leave the uh, callbacks out, but you know, <laughs> sort of need to have them in there. But yeah, I don't think either deserves to win this right now. No, um, defensive rookie of the year. This was much closer. Um, the contenders were Derwin James. Denzel Ward, 
Uh, Leighton van der Esch, and I'm forgetting Lennon's first name. I can't actually think of it right now. This is <laughs> this is bad, isn't it? <laughs> Darius, that's Lewis? it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I voted for Van der Esch in this because he's been that Cowboys defense this season. They've been not as good as advertised pre-season. Um, right. But he did come last in the voting. <laughs> I, I felt like he was always going to come last, but he almost got more votes than I thought he was going to. Oh, because <laughs> Just because I think the other two are sort of, or like the top two in particular, are uh, really spoken about, aren't they? Yeah, and then, so Joe and, Joe and James have mentioned every single week. Yeah. And, yeah, I think Van Der Esch, he just doesn't necessarily stand out. No, it's, or, it's it's line, not I think it's hard to stand out as a linebacker. Yeah. And, yeah, I think he's been excellent. So, I was, yeah, I was quite happy he got 12%. I know he's come fourth out of them, but yeah. I was quite glad he's got some recognition in the vote. Who did you go for? I went for James, but <laughs> it, I felt like this was probably one of the hardest ones to pick because I think I think, all, I think there's quite a few players, even ones that weren't nominated, that mm. you could probably make a case for winning this award. I think there's been a lot of good defensive rookies this year. Yeah, there has. Yeah, Ward, is, he was kind of slated uh, when the Browns picked him at four, was it? Yeah, it was when, four. Uh, was it Bradley Chubb was still there. But he's been lights out. I think he leads the... Oh, he's definitely up there with the league leaders in the interceptions and the forced fumbles. Yeah, and not on a great team either, is he? And... No. I mean, the thing that I gave it to James for was because I think that I mean this Chargers uh, defense, even without um, Joey Bosa, has mm. still been a bit like quite a force, and I think a lot of that is because of Derwin James. I think he's come in and really given them that yeah that real great safety that say Gus Bradley is the coordinator now, isn't he? And he liked that sort of player in a. Seattle, and I think he is that sort of safety. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a mix between Chancellor and Thomas, which, I mean, is the if, you, if you're running a, a Gus Bradley defensive system, that is the perfect player to have. Yeah, that's quite a compliment as well, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for a first-year rookie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, Derwin James wins that award from us then. Comeback Player of the Year. This is a good, tight category. Um, Adrian Peterson, Andrew Luck, JJ Watt, and Deshaun Watson. I went for Andrew Luck in this one, who came... I suppose second, as we have a, a, a joint first. Yeah, he comes second in the fans' poll, which surprised me quite a bit to us because the winner was Peterson, which mm. out of the four players, I thought he would be last just because I feel like the other players have come back from worse stuff. Yeah, Peterson just, just for not having a team, basically, is his comeback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, and say, he wasn't good last year, was he? At, no, um, he's in Arizona. The Saints and Cardinals. But. Yeah. To us, he was probably the the one. Of, he was the one. I had the first three, and then he was sort of like almost like a throw-in one at four. And I thought, <laughs> I thought there's no chance he wins. Yeah, he's he had forty-seven percent of the vote, which uh, yeah shocked me quite, quite a lot. A lot, but I went for luck because he's come back from I think maybe the most. I mean, Deshaun Watson's come back from a, a really bad uh, injury, and JJ Watts multiple injuries over multiple seasons. But luck was. I thought he was finished. Basically, I thought he was never really going to come back and be the player he was. But he has come back and. He's looked lights out this season. Yeah, that I've got the same reason for for luck. I think he's a very deserving winner. I think yeah, he's he's gone through probably more than the others on this list. Not the others have had an easy time of it, obviously. But no. I think yeah, almost two years out, and he's come back and yeah, he doesn't look too dissimilar to the player he was. And yeah, I think that's massive. After what wasn't that long ago, he couldn't even throw the ball, could he? No. Yeah, shoulder injuries for quarterbacks are 
career enders and to come back and be the player he was before um, it's, it's really special for him so are we overriding the, the poll vote here yeah we, we are. are the first time <laughs> comeback player yeah. of the year is officially Andrew Luck sorry AP you're not on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, biggest surprise of the season um, the Washington Redskins the Seattle Seahawks the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers uh, in reverse orders Panthers, Bears, Seahawks and Redskins and you go for this one well, I agree with the uh, poll again. I've gone with the Redskins. Uh, I, I thought they would be good, but I didn't think they'd be quite this good. What are they six and two now? And yeah, division lead. Oh, five and three. Sorry, there. Oh, oh, yeah, because they lost the weekend, didn't they? Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they feel to me. Yeah, they feel like the a really good team, and yeah, I'm still not quite sure why. And at the start of the season, I said I liked them, but I wasn't quite sure why I liked them. But yeah, I, they've really. They have. I think they've been surprisingly good. Mm. And yeah, they they get my vote. But yeah, the Seahawks. I'd almost written off a little before the season. <laughs> but that's that I, completely fair. Yeah, but I think they've. I think that, again, they've been a, a nice surprise to the Seahawks. I think they played really well. But I, I yeah. also voted for the Redskins because I, I expected the Seahawks to be ten to six this year, regardless of what we did. So um, <laughs> yeah, the Redskins being five and two when I did vote for this, they got. The wheels blown off by Atlanta at the weekend, but they're still probably the class of the uh, NFC East at this minute. There's no other team that's really shown to be there with them, really. Eagles no. are down, Dallas are Dallas, and New York are terrible. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like if they come out of, uh, if they end up winning this division, then I mean, that will be probably the biggest surprise of the season. Yeah. It, like, from if you'd said that at the start of the season, not many people would have believed you. But they've got an offense that can work in playoff games. A lot of running and a lot of short passes. Yeah, I think their formula is get ahead early, isn't it? And just run it with Peterson. And yeah. If, you can if get they can do that. For the playoffs, the mixture of those two without Alex Smith at quarterback. Yeah, and a really good defence. Yeah, they're definitely a team that can trouble some teams out there. Yeah. Uh, biggest disappointment. Um, this is obvious. Uh, the Jags, um, Giants, Raiders and 49ers were our contenders. We we kind of knew the Raiders and Forty Nines were going to be what they were, especially when Jimmy G went down for San Francisco. The Giants have been kind of the Giants of last season, but somehow worse with a better <laughs> yeah. player in Barkley. It's amazing. But yeah, the Jags won this in a landslide, didn't they? Did you vote for the Jags? I certainly did. Yeah, I went for the Jags because <laughs> let's say I don't think it's crazy when you look at who's a quarterback for them that they've underwhelmed, but. I think coming into season, most people probably had them penciled in for the AFC Championship, or it felt like it, didn't yeah. it? And I'm not even sure they're a playoff, going to make the playoffs at this stage. They've got the same record as the Colts, and everyone wrote off the Colts before the season started. They've scored as many points as the Titans, a team that famously don't score many points this season. And they've given up 170 points, which is a lot more than a lot of teams in this league. Yeah, it's... If that defence can't carry them, as they haven't these past, what, five, six weeks now, yeah. then they're just a very average team. Maybe not even an average team. They're probably a bad team if that defence isn't firing. Offensively, they're, they're a well below average team, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's safe to say, isn't it? And There's no obviously, they had some injuries. No, they've had Leonard Fournette and Marquise Lee, probably like their yeah. two best offensive players, and both of them have... Between them, they've played probably, what, four or five games with Lennon pulling <laughs> yeah, it out all the time. But, yeah, so on that side, it is obviously hard for them. But I don't think it really matters because Bortles was going to be holding them back either way, wasn't he? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. That defense has to be legendary every time to yeah. kind of compensate for what Balls does. But yeah, runaway winners and the biggest disappointment is the Jags. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> the one they all want to win. Yeah. Uh, Coach of the Year. This is another landslide. Uh, Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, and Jay Gruden. Uh, Gruden, slightly disrespected with just 3% of the vote. They've been massively better than anyone thought they would be. Uh, Pete Carroll and Andy Reid in the middle of the pack. I think Sean McVay, miles ahead of everyone else there. So, yeah, I, I agreed with the poll because I think McVay is just on a different level to pretty much every other head coach in the league right now. I obviously voted for um, Pete Carroll. <laughs> my my other vote would have been for uh, uh, I can't remember his name now. Oh my god, uh, the Saints head coach, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, that's it. I just don't think I could ever vote for Sean Payton in anything. No, he is a, a highly despisable human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> him and Greg Williams are great bedfellows, especially when they're in uh, New Orleans together. But I, I cannot bring myself to like Sean McVay. I don't know, it's something about him. <laughs> Okay, for me, I think he is like the next great head coach. I know it's still early, but yeah. I think all the signs are there that he can, in 20 years' time, he's going to be looked at as one of the best ever. Mm. I don't know, that's a, that's a pretty big call already. But yeah, I just yeah, I think he's just such a good coach. and I don't actually know if it, when it comes down to the end of the year, he will actually win coach year, because they tend to give it to someone. It will be. All, if, if the Redskins make the, court, the uh, playoffs, it will be Jay Gruden, will it? Or someone like yeah. That. Because it tends to almost be a, like an overachiever award, doesn't it? Whoever's uh, sort of... Well, it's basically the, what we vote for is the biggest surprise award. That sort of tends to go to that head coach, doesn't it? It's yeah, weird how they this hasn't been Bill Belichick every single season. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, that's dreadful, really, isn't it? I, I think, think he's only won about... Once. Yeah, it's not enough, is it, really? <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. I think something quick look back. Yeah, Jason Garrett won it two years ago. Ron Rivera, Bruce Arians, Ron Rivera, Bruce Arians, Jim Harbour. Belichick hasn't won it since 2010. Yeah, it's stupid, really, isn't it? And, and in that time, won since then. Yes, uh, <laughs> only the three, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> and in all of them, they've been a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of them years. It's, Marvin yeah. Lewis won it. In yeah. 2009. It's one of them. It's just sort of like. Forget about it, really. It's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost the uh, coach of the year if Bill Belichick wasn't in the league, isn't it? Basically, that, that should be the asterisk next to it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just name it after him. That, that'd be the, that'd be the yes. better way to do it if you don't want to give it to him. Exactly. We've got the Hugh Jackson Award. Let's for next year or for the end of the season. It's the Bill Belichick Coach of the Year Award. Okay, there we go. I, I, I can live with that. <laughs> um, Sean McVay, congratulations for the Hugh Jackson Award for the worst coach still in the job. Um, Marvin Lewis, Dirk Cotter, Jason Garrett and John Gruden were our contenders. Dave, who did you go for? Well, I, I've gone against the uh, poll here again. Okay. So the uh, the poll went for John Gruden. Yeah. But, yeah, I've gone for Jason Garrett. We spoke about him earlier and yeah, I, I don't even know if he is a head coach, really. <laughs> if he didn't turn up one week, would anyone really notice? <laughs> and I mean, that sort of sums up why I uh, why I've gone for Jason Garrett here. So I think you're right. You, I, yeah, you got the sign of vote here. Well, I went for someone else as well. What do we do here? I went for Dirk Cotter because he should be getting more out of that team than they're actually we're seeing. So what do we do? Does the poll take it? I guess we got. I give it to the poll because he won by so much, didn't he, John Gruden? So <laughs> yeah, more got fifty four percent of the fans vote. So 
I guess we've got to give it to Gruden, but wow, big upset. Neither of us have picked the winner. No. <laughs> Uh, most entertaining player award. Um, it's Odell Beckham, JJ Watt. Was that JJ or TJ? Well, I was thinking JJ. When I have, but, <laughs> but yeah, TJ. TJ is a very entertaining player as well. I think there's he? another one in there as well. He's like a fullback. <laughs> yeah, probably like the Gronkowskis, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Hopkins and Cam Newton are, are the choices. Uh, this is a landslide victory for Cam. He's uh, 72% of the vote in the poll. Uh, did you go? Were you with the poll on this one? Yeah, I went with the poll again. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I I couldn't think of a player I'd rather watch each week than Cam Newton, to be honest. I think he's just superb and he's so fun to watch. So yeah, I if you ask me to just sit down and watch one player every single week and no one else, yeah, I'd think I'd go for Cam. Yeah, so. I, that's who I went for. And I, I, previous seasons, I've really hated watching Cam because of his arrogance and his uh, just the way he plays and celebrating first downs the way he does and that sort of stuff, etc. But this season, I don't know, I've, I've completely flipped on him and I really enjoy watching him play. He looks like a much more solid quarterback. He's not making stupid throws. He's not running as much into dangerous situations. He's just being a very good, entertaining, fun quarterback. It seems like he's just part of a proper offence now for once, doesn't it? I think he's... Yeah. That's been the thing. New coordinator in there and has made such a difference to him. And yeah, I think there's a fine line, isn't there, between arrogance and confidence. And mm. I don't yeah, think you can back it up. It. You're probably on the right side of the line, aren't you? But when you're struggling, it just looks the other way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shout out to DeAndre Hopkins, though. He's been He's a monster who doesn't really get the, the love he deserves, I think. Yeah, I think... Maybe the best hands in the league. Well, that catch the other day off his back of his leg or whatever it was. Yeah. was that come back for a penalty in the end, but that was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, well done, Cam. You're in our most entertaining for the least valuable player of the season um, through the halfway point. Uh, Blake Bortles, Jameis Winston, Sam Bradford and Eli Manning were our contenders. Who did you vote for here? Well, I said the vote to be a little close on this, to be honest. And uh, But yeah, I've, I've gone with the, the same as the poll and I've gone for Eli Manning. Did you? I went for Sam Bradford, who a man who now hasn't got a job. Surely that yeah. makes him the least valuable player. Yeah, and cost like I think about twelve million, wasn't it, to yeah. the Cardinals this season? But yeah, I, I could see an argument for all four of these. And Winston winning it when he's only played two games would have been <laughs> impressive, wouldn't it? But yeah, I, I went for Eli just because I he's think that, that team. team back. Yeah, and I feel like if you swapped any other quarterback in the league, pretty much that team jumps up about four or five wins already. Yeah. And for me, that was yeah, that was how I ended up coming to Eli as my my winner for that one. Yeah, no, that is definitely fair. Um, defensive Player of the Year: uh, JJ Watt, D Ford, Aaron Donald, and uh, Khalil Mack were our four contenders. I went for the poll here. I went for Khalil Mack. He was a he's been a beast whenever he's played when he's been fit. Uh, I've I've disagreed. I've I've gone Donald. Just just because I think he's just so dominant. Like, did you see the thing the other day about how many times he's been double teamed? No, I haven't seen that. So, uh, this season, according to the next-gen stats, he's been double teamed on 70% of the snaps he's played. Jesus Christ. And he's still got 10, uh, 10 sacks, which at that time was leading the league. He's uh, <laughs> been overtaken by Daniel Hunter now. But he got like about 84 sacks against the Lions at the weekend. But, yeah, he's... 70% of the snaps he's been double teamed. And uh, the next most is JJ Watt, 46%. Blimey. So, yeah, that, that was what gave him the edge, really. I think to be able to do what he's done this season, in spite of that, is, yeah, to gave him the edge. But, yeah, I think Max a worthy winner of that one. 
yeah, he's been a difference maker, I think, for Chicago. Kind of without them, that defense would be giving up a lot more points. Yeah. Offensive. Yeah, I wouldn't really argue too much. Sorry, Offensive Player of the Year. Um, Jandre Hopkins, uh, Melvin Gordon, Adam Thielen and Todd Gurley were our four contenders. Paul Hopkins got no votes in this one. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was harsh, that. <laughs> yeah, very harsh. Um, it's the only, the only option that didn't get a single vote, I think, in the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Come on, Texans fans, where are you? Show for your boy, come on. Yeah, that's a harsh one. That. Todd Gurley ran away with this one, but I went for Aaron. Uh, not Aaron Donald. That's the wrong before. Um, I went for Adam Thielen in this one. Uh, well, I've gone for Gurley, but just because his numbers are insane. I think he's got. I, I wrote down a uh, twelve hundred and thirty all-purpose yards and sixteen touchdowns in eight games. Uh, nine games, sorry. Touchdowns. Yeah, that's <laughs> to go to the edge. But yeah, I would love to have given this to Thielen or Gordon, but. Gurley's just been so electric yeah. that it was hard not to give it to him. But yeah, I'd have loved to have given it to one of the other two. Yeah, Gurley's got, got it all. I went, I went for Thielen mainly because he's overtaken. He was, what, he was the third receiver there two years ago, then the, the slot receiver last year. And he, he's taken over. He's taken Diggs' spot as that number one guy on that offence. And the connection already with him and Kirk Cousins is is right there. And he's on for 15 receptions a, a game at the minute, which is madness. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? He, see, I think he struggled a little bit with an injury, isn't he? He had a bit of a down week this week with uh, Diggs out as well. And I mean, he's got a bit of an injury, which might sort of see him fall out of the race a little bit because his numbers will drop off. But yeah, yeah, this first half of the season, he's been incredible, hasn't he? He is going to be a first-round draft pick next year, isn't he? I think That's so. Incredible. Just just on targets alone, you yeah. get so many targets. And yeah, I think you've got to put him up there. Yeah, definitely. Uh and the big one then, offense. Oh well, MVP after uh, nine weeks, we've got Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Todd Gurley, or Khalil Mack. Uh, we have a runaway winner, but I went for Drew Brees. I think, I've, as I've said about four different podcasts, that he is my MVP this season. Yeah, right now I've got Mahomes. I picked Mahomes as well, like like with a poll, but. I feel like over the second half of the season, Drew Brees is going to creep up and overtake him because, I mean, if it's even close, then Drew Brees will get it for the whole narrative of he's never won it. And I think them things matter in these. I mean, the yeah. storyline associated with it matters as much as the stats sometimes with these awards, doesn't it? Yeah, the league love a narrative. Yeah, and say, don't get me wrong, I think he'll be a deserved winner if he does win it. But yeah, right now I've got my homes for, at this stage. Just because, say his numbers are so good. He's on pace for... I mean, it's just over 5,000 yards and 52 touchdowns, which wow. would be incredible in his first ever season as a starter. But, yeah, I think he'll have plenty of time to win another one. But, yeah, <laughs> right now I've got given it to Mahomes, but if you ask me to pick who it's going to be at the end of the season, I'd have gone for Breeze. Yeah, I think they'll give it to Breeze because he is near the end. He's 39 now, so the way he plays, two or three years maybe more. Yeah. yeah. So Mahomes has got another 15 years to win an MVP. Yeah. Yeah, let Breeze have this one, I think. But... Yeah. Yeah, so right now I think Mahomes says the MVP, but yeah, I'll give it to Breeze for the end of the season. If you know what I mean. There we go then. Those are the winners in the first ever firsties. Uh, oh. Mid-season firsties, of course. We will have our end of season firsties. Um, we'll send out them trophies to all them, yeah. all the winners this week. <laughs> Just sort of get some addresses first, but we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll be on that, don't worry. So yeah, if the winners want to send in their addresses to me, and I'll <laughs> post them off. Just let me know. <laughs> right then, game previews. Let's do this. Thursday night football, Panthers at Steelers. That's a fun game for Thursday night. That's much yeah, better than last Thursdays. 
yeah, <laughs> it's hard to be hard to be much worse. But <laughs> I think Monday Night Football might manage that one, but you know, we'll stick with the Thursday night for now. But yeah, yeah this this could be a great game. This one. Oh, who who do you fancy in this one? I picked the Panthers just because I think I think they can give them a lot of trouble on mm. both sides of the ball. The Panthers, I think they match up well against the Steelers here. And yes, really, yeah. Christian McCaffrey's looking dominant as a between the tackles running back recently as well. Yeah, he's. So I still don't. I still don't think he's a particularly good runner. He's. I think yardage wise, I think this, he got two touchdowns at the weekend, and yeah. I think that turned up to five for his career, which just isn't great for a player picked eighth overall. But I think no. just like we had the question the other week about um, gadget players. Yes, I think you can almost put him into that category, and he he might be the best that has ever been at it because he's so good catching the ball. And yeah. Does See, all perp charts, he seems to be up like 150 every week, doesn't he? And yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes, like, because they can't put away a game, can they, the Panthers? Like, this is another game, like the Giants a few weeks ago, where they've let them come back into the game and mm. just can't put it away. And I do wonder sometimes if that is because they haven't got that real power back who can just hand the ball off to him and just wind the clock down. But yeah, McCaffrey's such a good weapon. And I mean, if they're going to go a long way, he's going to be a big part of it. Yeah, definitely. I'm going also going Panthers as well. What they we could see Lev Bell back in action this week. Didn't he tweet yesterday goodbye Miami or something? So. Well, it looks like he's heading back there, doesn't it? But whether he'll be there this week, well, I assume for Thursday it's probably too late oh, already. Yeah, probably too there, late. But yeah, it's uh, it'd be weird, weird to see what happens there because yeah, it doesn't feel like amazing. he's the most popular. yeah, and I feel like people have almost used that to put down. Bell over the years and how good Bell has been. I think, yeah. which I don't think is really fair because he has been incredible. Just because Connor's good as well doesn't mean that Bell wasn't. No, <laughs> like, and it seems that like people are almost using it that way. But yeah, it's gonna be yeah, gonna be very interesting to see what happens there and how it shakes out and how many carries each of them gets and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. They're both on Panthers here. Then Saints at Bengals. Um, Saints for me. Yeah, I think it's an easy Saints win, especially now. Uh, AJ Green looks like he's out for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah, that's the uh, Bengals' offense, especially with Eifert down as well. It's going to be a lot of Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, I think with AJ Green being out, I think all the players on that team take a step back. Even yeah. Boyd, who I think is a great number two, but yeah, I don't really trust him as a number one just yet. And, no. Yeah, I mean all the all the players on that team take a step back from Dalton all the way through. Without AJ Green out there, yeah, definitely. Saints are just firing all cylinders. Um, another team that looks good offensively this weekend was the Falcons. They they travelled to Cleveland to take on the Browns. I've got the Falcons. I've got three road teams so far. In my first three picks. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm actually on them three teams as well. <laughs> we didn't get the big turnaround, did we, with Greg Williams? But so we all expected. <laughs> no. We all thought it was going to come. They got 21 against Cleveland against Kansas City. They did give up it, 37. It, it didn't feel like a good 21 though. If you know what I mean. No. It didn't, it was, yeah. This, I'm I'm starting to question Mayfield, and I don't know. Real, it's fair. I'm starting to wonder <laughs> if he is, because I think early on, I think when he come in, won the game, I think everyone was sort of almost already like crowned him as is the next sort of great quarterback. But yeah, I don't know. There's something about him that I'm just not. I, I think I feel the same about all the rookie quarterbacks this year. I'm not convinced any of them are. So I don't think any of them are guaranteed to be stars. No. Like some might think they are going to be, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. But yeah, Atlanta got rolling last weekend and they should 
They should carry it on, shouldn't they? Really, thirty-eight points uh, against a, a good Washington team. And even Julio Jones scored a touchdown. I know, he? first one of the season. <laughs> it must it's, have a thousand uh, yards, but for one touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a weird stat line for him, but it's just what he does each year, isn't it? But yeah, it's yeah. I think this Falcons team could roll over the Browns this weekend. Yeah, it could be a high-scoring one. Start all your Falcons players if fancy, even on the road. Lions at the Bears. Nice uh, divisional game, but one clear favourite, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think the Bears are a clear favourite, but at the same time, we've seen the Lions this year. They seem to play better in these bigger games, don't they? Like their wins yes. seem to come against the better teams they play. So That's I don't true, know if yeah. it, it's almost like they're more up for these games or something. I just don't get it. But yeah, I feel like the Bears are like quite comfortable favourites, but it doesn't feel like the, it would be the biggest shock in the world if Sunday night. The Lions have pulled off the upset here. The Lions could easily be playing uh, spoiler for the rest of this season, for the rest of that division. Yeah, they're that sort of team, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're not a great team, but they can always beat anyone on their day. And yeah, I feel like I, I struggle to trust the Bears, despite them playing quite well. Is it because of Drabisky? Yeah, I think that's I think that's basically what it comes down to because they got good weapons outside of him, haven't they? They got good some good receivers there and a couple of good running backs, but. Yeah, I just don't trust them to get it done. and I feel like they're not as good as their record shows right now. No, I think that's... I, I feel like they're a solid sort of 7-9, and 8-8 eight eight sort of team, but yeah, I don't think... I, yeah, I, feel, I feel like they're not that great a team. and Yeah, I feel like they're going to slip away over the second half a little. Yeah. And yeah, maybe this is the start of it. But, uh, yeah. Next up could be one of the most one-sided games of NFL history. Uh, Cardinals travel to uh, Kansas City to face the Chiefs. This is going to be over after the first five minutes, isn't it? Well, is I always try when I'm trying to sort of pick these games before the uh, podcast. I always try and sort of think of a lot of case for the team I'm picking against, <laughs> but I struggle to see what how to I can make a case for the Cardinals unless we get <laughs> David Johnson back from what 2016 and he yeah. just puts up like 300 yards or something like that on them. Then <laughs> they keep the ball for the entire game. Yeah, this is yeah this should be one of the easiest wins we ever see, but. Yeah, this is I'm not sure there's a spread big wish. enough that I could not pick the Chiefs on the handicap here. Really, the the, uh, the Cardinals are last in the league for passing, last in the league for rushing, 22nd in the league for defense, and last in the league for offense overall. Um, that is not a good formula for facing no. the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that's that sort of formula gets uh, a coach fired at the end of the season, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Uh, next up is your Patriots travelling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Um, I'm going to annoy my friend Dave here, but the Patriots are obviously clear favourites in this one. I think they are, but it almost worries me a little, this game. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I think the Titans give, some, some, give you some issues. I just feel like the sort of team that causes trouble, like uh, a quarterback that can extend the play a bit, and uh, yeah. So um, Dion Lewis seems to be getting back to some form, doesn't he? And, He's taken over number one duties by a... F- by a mile there from uh, Derek Henry, but surely Bill's going to have to stop Lewis, isn't he? You'd think so, and half the Titans players are ex-Patriots, <laughs> aren't they? Between yeah. Butler and... Um, who's their other cornerback? Uh, Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I feel like the Patriots are favourites, and obviously I'll be picking them because, you know, yeah. I'd pick them every week, but... Yeah, the Titans, this is one of them games that can all, I almost feel like might be a bit of an upset game. Sort of. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I feel like the Patriots should win, and hopefully will win. But yeah, again, like we said with the Lions, it wouldn't be the biggest shock to me if somehow the Titans sneak out a win. The offense doesn't play great for the Patriots or something, and you know Michelle's not back. And yeah, I feel like this might be one of them games that we just let slip. But yeah, I'm, I think the Patriots are rightly favourites. But yeah, yeah, tight one. Yeah, it will be tight one. Um, Redskins at Buccaneers. It's a tricky one to pick, I think, because who knows what Bucks team are going to turn up. And the Redskins didn't look great last weekend. You got blown out yeah. by the Atlanta. I think both teams are that sort of team, aren't they? That you're not quite sure what you're going to get from week to week. No. I've, well, no, the, I've no idea which way to go on this one. The Buccaneers seem to get behind by about 30 points every week and then some big comeback in the second half, don't they? <laughs> you can't keep doing that. Team. And the Redskins are a good front runner, so yeah, I've gone for the Redskins, but yeah, I wouldn't like to bet on this game. That's for sure. I, I mean, mean you should start in the quarterback for Tampa Bay this week. Does Fitz carry on because he threw four touchdowns? And I, I assume it is, but he didn't play great. No, he could say come back well, but he didn't play great in that first half, or and he still threw a couple of killer interceptions, didn't he? And, but I, I feel like by the end of the season, we'll see Winston back in. Yes. But yeah. I think, yeah, Fitz has probably got a, a couple of weeks at least. I think if Winston he... isn't back in, his career is done in Tampa. <sighs> yeah. I'm struggling to see at this stage how they re-sign him. No, but... yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, next up is a great game we're going to see loads of on Red Zone Bills and Jets. <laughs> this could finish 0-0, zero, zero, couldn't it? <laughs> this is... This could be just horrendous, couldn't the it? The 31st it's... ranked offence against the 29th ranked offence. <laughs> and two pretty good defences on the show. Well, that, that Bills defence could destroy Darnold this week. Third in the league, Bills defence. And say, watching them, I think that's fair. I don't. I, I think sometimes um, like defensive and offensive rankings can always get a bit skewed by like another unit being so bad. Yeah. Like Sometimes if, a, if the defence is terrible, the teams are always in shootouts. So I think sometimes that can bump a team up. But I don't think that's the case for the Bills. I feel like... They are just a really, really good defense. There's a lot of players on that team that are really good, and they're a team that could turn around reasonably quickly if they could do some good stuff on the other side of the ball this summer, uh, this off season. Sorry, but yeah, right now they are dreadful, and God knows who's going to be at quarterback. Is it going to be Peterman again? I guess, but <laughs> probably. Did we did we're on the Bills? Did we see the EJ Manuel uh, Instagram post yesterday? No, I didn't see that. What was that? Oh, yeah, he has uh, said, basically, I know I was bad for Buffalo, but um, I was never four interceptions a game bad, and uh, <laughs> I didn't get the chance to grow. I wonder why that is. Obviously hinting at uh, Manuel being a, a black quarterback. Wow. Yeah, he's uh, bringing the fire towards Buffalo. I'd be interested to see if anyone else develops from that. Yeah, there's not much to uh, sort of unpick from that one, is it? He's no. pretty clear with what he means. Not Manuel was bad. Uh, he, was, he was yeah, pretty bad, but... He wasn't this bad. No. And, yeah, I think there's a few quarterbacks over the time that maybe have deserved more of a chance than they've gotten. And, yeah, I think it's hard to say Peterman deserves any more chances because yeah, I think he's played enough games now that you can declare him as the worst of all time. I think I could do better than Nathan <laughs> I'm six foot seven. I could, I've, got a, I've got a view over the offensive line. I'll be fine. <laughs> so it's half the time when the Bills look best. It's when they're just uh, doing like direct snaps to LaShawn McCoy or something, yeah. and you know he's going to run, but they still look better. Just doing go it that way. Cap all the time. Yeah, 
Because why not at this point? What have you got to lose? Yeah, it's... I saw them... Um, I feel like they're one of the teams that we mentioned with Sam Bradford, who could pick him up. But yeah. he would make that offence a lot better, but he would be out within about half a quarter <laughs> in that team. He'd get killed, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. There's not a, not a quarterback you want in that sort of team. Something a bit injury prone. No, really don't. Um, next up is the Battle of Three and Fives. The Jags travel to the Colts. Um, battle of the bottom of the South here. I've got the Colts. I've gone for the Colts as well. <laughs> this this feels like a massive game right now because the, I think the loser of this one, yeah. you can almost write off. The moment but the winner, the winner will get from this will be huge. Yeah. I feel like whoever wins this can go on a run and at least... Like the Texans are sort of clear in this division right now, but... I just don't think they're that good. Are they, they're, not, they're not playing well, are they? No, they're, they're on a six-game winning streak, and I'm not sure they play well in any of them games, really. Maybe <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins. Scraped scrape by the Case Keenum-led Broncos this weekend, like 19-17, yeah. uh, in a and, kind of defensive battle. And that was due to some of the worst coach they've ever seen. Yeah. Just, at the end of the game, they, they had something like 40 seconds and two timeouts or something like that, and unfortunately they settled for a... Uh, 52-yard field goal or something like that. It was just... I couldn't believe it because that gave me my first loss in the uh, bets of the week. And I was absolutely gutted about it. Didn't want to oh, here it. we go. Yeah. Didn't want to mention it, you know. You got your first win, though, didn't you? I know. I'm on, I'm on like, minus 20-something now. You're on fire. I know. <laughs> I'm yeah, I feel like I'm prime for a second half all the way here. I'm betting against the uh, Rams every week. It's my formula. <laughs> I did it once and they lost. Well, <laughs> I've jinxed them. Just jinxing them. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, yeah, I thought like this the winner of this game can go on a run and threaten that, threaten the Texans, the division, at least get probably that six seed. I think the six seed's wide open right now. Well, yeah, the, t- the Texans run by this week, and the Titans are playing the Pats. So you'd assume the, the Titans are going to draw four to four and five. Uh, whoever wins this will be four and five as well, and within what two games of the the Texans? Yeah, and I think like, the six seed right now, I think it's the Dolphins. Wow. Yeah, and that, that sort of shows you like what's yeah. sort of what sort of state the uh, conference is in right now. So yeah, I think you can pencil the Chargers in as a wild card, or yeah. if they overtake the Chiefs, I think mean, sort of pencil in the, the West for one of their wild card spots. But yeah, the six seeds wide wide open, and yeah, the winner of this one's going to be in a really good spot to go and get that. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we mentioned the Chargers there. The six and two Chargers travel to the one and seven Oakland Raiders. This is not going to take much discussion. No, this <laughs> Chargers I mean, win. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon could uh, yeah put up some stats to catch up with some of them uh, leaders in the in the Russian yeah. title. So I don't mean can, yeah, I don't mean I don't catch a ball now just because that week off. But yeah, I think uh, he's going to get close. Yeah, yeah. this this should be an absolute hammering, shouldn't it? It should be. I'm not sure if it, if it gets above forty, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Seahawks at Rams. Uh, disappointing loss of Seahawks to the Chargers this weekend, and the Rams obviously they, they suffered their first loss of the season. But we played them close earlier in the year, uh, lost by two points. I'm not overly optimistic because it's, it's in LA, it's going to be hot, and we don't tend to travel to LA and play well in the heat. It's I have to pick Seahawks. Though. I'm obviously picking Seahawks. <laughs> Before last weekend, I thought the Seahawks would be the one that ended up beating the Rams. Like, I thought the Rams would come. I thought the Rams would get past the Saints. Yeah, but obviously they didn't. And then I thought maybe this would be the 
Conan game, but I almost think it could be like that big bounce back game now and mm-hmm. you know, sort of swing to the other side and yeah. But I think the Seahawks can definitely cause the Rams some problems. Well, we can we can defend. We didn't get beaten by any big plays at the weekend, which was what I, I feared the, how the Chargers would beat us. The defense kind of held up well, and a, a few calls that went against us on big plays that players stepping out of bounds that weren't weren't called or weren't overturned. The defense is still playing well. The offense regressed though to last season's offense. Wilson holding the ball far too long. Chris Carson got injured, left the game, and. As good as Mike Davis is, he's not he's not the same sort of runner as Chris Carson. No. It's a bit it's, of a worrying game, but... It, feel, it feels like this is a game where you could see an upset, but it's hard to pick against the Rams here. Yeah. Right? Like at home, as well, as I say. It's tough to pick against them. But, yeah, again, like some of these other games I said today, it wouldn't be the biggest shock for me if we come out come to next week's podcast we're talking about the, sort of, what are they, 7-2 and two Rams now, it'd be. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I think I've got yeah. my fingers crossed. I've got everything crossed for that. Um, Dolphins at Packers. Uh, it's going to be snowing in Lambeau. Hopefully. The Dolphins in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that could almost be the edge in this game because. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the 5 yeah. 4 Dolphins. It's a 3 4 and 1 Packers. Maybe this is the week that the Packers are finally eliminated, basically, wouldn't they? If they lost here, then. Yeah, if they lose to a Dolphins team like Brock Osweiler at quarterback, you chances of anything. The Dolphins are keep sneaking these wins out, aren't they? They uh, how? No, I'm not sure how, but they are doing it, and the Packers aren't, are they? They aren't sneaking out the wins, and sometimes that can be a thing that there's nothing to really explain it, but sometimes that does carry on, doesn't it? The momentum of it. Yeah, this Dolphins defense, I think, is playing better than kind of anyone imagined it would, and it's it's. Giving Brock just enough chance to win a game for them. It's not, it's not flashy and it's not uh, great to watch, but it's kind of being effective. I'm picking the, I'm picking the Packers, but yeah, I don't feel confident in, in them in any way at all. No, I'm going Packers as well, just because it's home and it will be. Well, it looks like it's going to be snowing, and that's a huge favour for them. I don't know how Brock Hoswell is going to deal with the snow. Um, Personally, but snow games, anything can happen. Yeah. Crazy games, especially if it's heavy snow. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. It'll probably make this one a bit more interesting. It's not It's not exactly a game you look at and sort of jumps off the page at you, is it? No, it's not at 9.25, the same time as the Seahawks and the Rams. I'm assuming Sky are going to be showing the Seahawks game over the uh, Packers and Dolphins. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I hope so, yeah. <laughs> um, Cowboys at Eagles for a Sunday night football. Um, should be the Eagles. I'd, I'd say, but then again, they've, they've flattered to deceive this year. Yeah. The last time these two played, it was 6 nothing to the Cowboys. Remember that last year? Yeah. I feel, like this is, I feel like the Eagles are the team. So I said at the start that I think there's four on each side, but I feel like if there's one team out of all the other what 24 teams in the league yeah. that could go on and get into that conversation, it is the Eagles. But, yeah, it's, the Cowboys were dreadful yesterday. Yeah. And I think they got Cooper the ball early on. I think he scored a touchdown in the first quarter, but he didn't do a great deal. And no, maybe, maybe another week in that offense will help him. But yeah, it's uh, not looking good for Dallas there. Philly, just... Philly in middle of the road and everything they do: fifteenth, seventeenth, fourteenth, and eighteenth in offense, defense, passing, and rushing. I mean, that's not that's a, that's a prime place to be for a kind of a breakout in the second half of the season. Yeah, they, they feel like they. 
they feel like they've got to get better, don't they? They feel like they're too good of a team to sort of be that struggling team they've been so far. But yeah, there's, there's not that many weeks left in the season now for them to get going. No. Time is running out, and yeah, they, this this again, this is another big game for them. We're getting to that stage of the season where every game is really big for some of these teams. Yeah, they can be eliminated. So, and yeah. Another loss or two, and all of a sudden these teams are sort of three, four games behind, aren't they? And mm. out of things. Yeah, it's not where you want to be. Two teams that are well out of things, and we get to witness Monday Night Football is the Giants travelling to San Francisco to play the 49ers. The Giants are somehow 31st in the league at rushing. It's... How is that possible? <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable because I, I guess Barkley's doing a lot of it through the air, his, a lot of the damage through. The air like dump off from Manning, but yeah, this is this has got the potential to be one of the worst games of the season, hasn't it? <laughs> I think it's going to be a really terrible defensive game, and it's going to be like thirty-five, thirty-two with just massive long plays all the time. I guess that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it's not that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I like watching defensive football, but this is not going to be that. No, I've picked the Giants just because I think they got more. Good players, yeah. Sort of through, but Shepherd should be more than enough. Yeah, we. I think I, I think there's a question a couple of weeks ago about the Giants, and I, I sort of I said uh, that I think Barkley and Beckham will carry them to a win or two. Yeah. I think this is probably one of them where they can do that. <laughs> Just, but yeah, this is one of the least significant games of the season, probably, isn't it? It is. Yeah, Monday Night Football. It can be avoided this week, basically, which is good because you don't have to listen to the Monday Night Football yeah. crew. <laughs> The one seed's almost wrapped up by the Raiders right now, isn't it? And it is. It's about, about a bit of a battle there, though. Yeah, the Giants could lose lose out on it by beating the 49ers here, couldn't they? So, <laughs> yeah, this is this is yeah, this is one of the least interesting games I, can, I think we've ever <laughs> talked about. To be honest, <laughs> this oh, yeah, unless you're a fan of one of these teams. Yeah, if you're not, you, if you're not, yeah, if yeah. you're a neutral, why are you stand up and listening to this or watching this? <sighs> Yeah, oh god! Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're you're a better fan than I am if you are staying up for this one on Monday night. Yeah, more power to you. Um, there you go. That is our preview. That was our rewards. That was our takeaways, and that was our community questions. Thank you for ever so much for listening all the way through. It's been about an hour and ten odd minutes, I think, so far. We've got quickly one review to read out from iTunes uh, from Jagsy Ten. Love the tweets. Love the show. Thanks a lot. Uh, Dave, love Ross, I feel like I know the lads. Thanks, man. <laughs> His review also says, get your money out, buddy. So have you made a bet with him? or have you done? No, I, I think that's um, a reference to the... Used to be a, you know Arsenal fan TV? Oh, there was a bloke who... Um, I think his name was Oz Guna. He used right. to... Back in the day of Vine. He used to love sending Vines. He right. was a... I don't know, he sort of... I'm probably being out of order to him. I'd say mid-50s. <laughs> I, think he, I think he drove a lorry and he used to just <laughs> send Vines himself and he... Uh, I think it was, uh, I love Robbie, I love Billy, oh, right, I okay. else. I feel like I know the guys. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's in reference to that. So yeah, big fan of that. Fair enough. Yeah, thanks for your reviews. Make sure if you are listening to us and you do get us from iTunes, then leave us a little five-star rating and view. They're really helpful. They uh, push us up the rankings. We've got 11 reviews, all five stars, and any, um, or 11 ratings, sorry, all for five stars, and only eight reviews. So three of you have rated us, but not reviewed us. So come on. We still appreciate the five stars, but you know, definitely, get, yeah. get their reviews in. Yeah, definitely want the reviews. They're always fun to read. Um, but yes, uh, if you get us from there, make sure you do that. If you get us from our hosting site, which is uh, Podomatic, then uh, let us know if you get us through there. It's be interesting to see who actually uses that site to listen to the podcasts. 
Um, but you can follow us on our social medias, Dave. Where are they? Uh, so on Facebook, we're First and Ten. And then um, on Twitter, we're at First and Ten underscore. And there so you go. That'll be where you can uh, enter the competitions on both of them. So. Exactly. Share them, retweet them, do all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RossBell1984. And Dave's Twitter is... Uh, I'm at DJG23. There you go. Thank you very so much for listening. We shall return next week with another podcast reviewing all of Week Nine's games. Um, we're getting into the, the 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 fun winter football part of the season now. Yeah, These this messy games. The football that really counts as well, isn't it? These yeah. are uh, these are where the awards are all won. These are where the teams, the playoff teams, separate themselves. This is yeah. This is the real sort of this is the real part of the season, isn't it? Now it's all well and good watching games in the glorious sunshine, but when it's snowing, when it's actually hammering down with rain, that's when the real teams come out to play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is though. That is really what happens. Anyone can play in the sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> e- some... Even even the Bills have won a game or two, haven't they? When it's been hot. Yeah, we've got some serious games that could be affected by uh, weather this week as well. So look out for them. Get on your red zones. Starting with Thursday night football, supposed to be heavily down, heavy downpours in Pittsburgh. So it's even more interesting that game. Yeah, that's going to be a really ding dong battle. I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, we shall be back next week. So it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Dave. Bye. And we'll see you next week.